Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, joined here by my co-host this week, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? This week and every week for the last uh, 35 weeks running, something like that. So, yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm good. <laughs> I had a good holiday. Uh, had to go back to work today where I had a caller um, insult me personally in Spanish and he didn't think I knew what he said but it's like a pretty commonly used insult in movies that Americans would would get it right and uh, and then he asked, it was weird because like there was nothing wrong like we weren't having an argument like or whatever no no it was just uh it was the pronoun he used like I have people swear all the time and they're just uh-huh. frustrated but they say it like they, they mutter it or they pull their phone away if they're frustrated or whatever this was directed at me right oh, damn. and <laughs> and I knew like the the pronoun he used before the insult made made it clear it Did was gender you at me. Is, is that is that what happened no no it's the <laughs> it's the most common insult that you'd hear in like a, a American English language movie uh to put the madre your mother's oh, okay. whore. Right, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's what the, that's like, come on, fucking... everyone fucking every white guy right. knows that one. Every like... white guy knows Tupita Madre." <laughs> um, and then he, I had already finished everything. I was just like, he lost his passport card, and I was reporting it for him. And I it was repeating the confirmation number to him like four times, and he kept getting it wrong. So he then all of a sudden he just like threw that out there, and then said, "Repeat it to me again." And I said, "No, I think I'm gonna end this call." And I hung up on him, <laughs> like. <laughs> He's gonna get. He'll get it emailed to him anyway, automatically. So I was just like, "This, this fuck this guy." What is? Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, it felt good to be kind of like, "Uh huh." I actually know what that means, and so does every American. He's fucking idiot. Yeah. So uh, we did just have uh, Thanksgiving or uh, Survivor's Day, as uh, the indigenous people call it, um, which is a more appropriate name for it. But uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's one of those things. Like I, I feel weird about holidays like that because. Like Thanksgiving obviously has horrible origins and a horrible connotation. Um, but much in the way that, you know, Christmas is completely secularized and isn't really ha- yeah. doesn't have anything to do with like the birth of Christ or whatever. Uh Thanksgiving's kind of Which is totally why I'm remo- going to war against Starbucks again this year. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, Thanksgiving's more of just like a, a kind of an excuse now to kinda of hang out with your extended family and sit around yeah. and eat dinner. Any and excuse will do politics. for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well no, I mean sometimes you know, once a year is fine. Anything more than that, it's like, all right, let's yeah. let's fucking pump the brakes there. You gotta you gotta pay me now not to go to work to see my family because other like there's no other way you're gonna get us together <laughs> <laughs> yeah any uh fun uh political arguments at thanksgiving no um but i did say hey mom you because i hadn't talked to mom for a little while i was like do you uh follow any, any political stuff the last couple of weeks she's like oh no i i not really but i'm just um you know excited about uh, Nancy Pelosi getting speaker of the house again i'm like really are you excited about that she's like yeah i'm just worried about the people that don't want her to run they're all a bunch of right wingers i'm like mom did you know that everyone on the left doesn't like her she's like but everyone's telling me that she's the most progressive speaker of the house we've ever had i'm like who's telling you that mom every who who's the everyone who says that and like she wouldn't answer but i know that like it's it's just the people on on Rachel Maddow that Rachel she Maddow. listens to every yeah. night yeah exactly like that's <laughs> the people she thinks that she's like are her real friends and cuz they're in her living room every night um Oof. so yeah, yeah it was you know i i didn't have to bring it up but i was just like yeah i just you know wouldn't it wouldn't be a thanksgiving without some um you know <laughs> uh, awkward political conversation that goes nowhere constructive <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't have too much of that, luckily. But um, God, I just, I, and and you know, I really feel like those people, like the people like your mom, are are, are reachable, but it they're just getting such Almost, such yeah. shit shoveled into their brains. It's they're, like they're I, definitely reachable because it it's like they're they're being reached by a corporate network owned by the largest weapons manufacturer in the world. Like they're definitely reachable. <laughs> I um. And, and, you know, this is actually kind of the value of kind of centristy progressive groups like TYT. Uh, and, you know, as horrible as they are sometimes, and as much shit as we give them. Uh, so they broadcast TYT here now, like in New York on cable, on RNN, which is like a regional, uh, like a local, like kind of news network, um, mm. which is why they don't curse anymore, which is stupid, but whatever. Um, but they broadcast every night and I DVR it. And I noticed my mom was starting to watch it and she's like, Hey, you know, this guy makes a lot of good points and he's like an ex-Republican and blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like kind of like a middle of the road, like not conservative. She doesn't watch like news or anything that much, but she's like conservative in that she was raised conservatively, but she could, you mm -hmm. know, be swayed by common sense arguments. Like I got her to vote for uh, Howie Hawkins, the green candidate for, uh, you know, governor of New York. She's like, oh, I can't stand fucking Cuomo. I was like, yeah, hey, join the club. <laughs> but, you know, the the Republic. So, uh, but, and she was watching it and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, he made this really good point about how, like, uh, you know, if Christians, if, if Christians really uh, followed the Bible, they wouldn't believe in the death penalty because, like, you know, hey, Jesus was killed. You know, that's just, that's penalty. like a, yeah, but that, that's like a good point if you're in middle school and you never thought about sure, it before. But you shouldn't you, be. But <laughs> But you also have to understand that, like, a lot of people who aren't media literate and aren't, like, watching, you know, any kind of things like that aren't that that stuff never comes into their worldview. So mm. I think that, like, stuff like TYT is a good gateway for people like that to understand that, like, it nothing, obviously, nothing that Fox News tells you is going to be true, but also nothing that MSNBC tells you is going to be, uh, is true, is going to be true. And that there's this whole un touched area of 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 thought and of news and things like that that neither major party network you know propaganda network covers so well i thought that at one point too so i sat my mom down and i put on the jimmy door video and she was oh, horrified <laughs> i was no jimmy, i was you gotta ease into jimmy that's like, that's uh, like flipping it in yeah, raw dog i mean that's yeah, i <laughs> Hey, it's my mom. <laughs> no, I don't, you, careful, metaphor, careful. Your idioms, your idioms are a little too metaphorically. I don't yeah, want to be. Yeah, I shouldn't mix metaphors too much. Yeah, but you know what I mean. This is a family show. We're talking about a family holiday. This is a Let's, family uh, show. Yeah, we're on RNN now, so you know we're we're being broadcast locally. We can't swear anymore. We need to no say more fucking like, swearing. Gosh darn, yeah. and you know, um, no. But it's so I, you know, uh, but yeah, you try to ease your mom in with like a uh, like a TYT video or something. That might be a little bit more palatable to her because they're kind of like ten degrees to the left of Rachel Maddow, but that you know, yeah. but they're occasionally not horrible. Well, I, I haven't. I didn't watch TYT all week because I got tired of just being angry by like the <laughs> most you know awful thing they'd say. Um, because anyway, I, we, we've we've talked about that a yeah, bunch we, of times. Yeah, so I I gave myself a break from it, and I also don't like to always feel like if we do this show that I have their thoughts in my head when I'm trying to say something, because then I feel like it's just, well, the couple things I agreed with, they said pretty much the same way I would say it, and I don't mm -hmm. want to always have that, that in the back of my head. So yeah. I stayed away from it, um, did a bit of research for what we're going to talk about tonight, got a couple of links, got a couple of quotes. Um, so yeah. Well, so I guess let's just dive right into it, because... Um, 
someone uh, new in the news cycle for a change, uh, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, came, yeah, uh, yeah. I never would. Where guessed, has she right? been all this last two days? I don't know. That we haven't heard from her. Uh, so I just fuck. Uh, I I really like genuinely get like anxious having to even talk about her because it's just so like I don't want to fucking talk about her, but <clears throat> she keeps thrusting herself into the news cycle by being. Uh, horrible in way in new ways that i couldn't even have foreseen that you'd be horrible in. um well the thing so, that bugs me is when people say why are you still talking about hillary clinton she's not gonna run she's irrelevant because oh, i think so i run. think those people i mean if i think most of those are like bot accounts you know mm-hmm, or they're they're like you oh, the, the the troll army is definitely I've noticed enough. But they want like, you to think she's not because they want you to like not be prepared for it when she announces uh-huh. it, and she's she's going to. But then other people are like, no, you can't like you can't possibly think she's not going to run. You don't know who she is if you think she's not going to run. Oh no, like she's she, the most she's the most self centered person in the entire fucking universe. It, the, the monologue in Terminator, you know, I mean, she's she can't be reasoned with. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, she know. doesn't sleep. She doesn't eat. <laughs> Right, um, she just faints now. Um, but I think, yeah, I think a lot of those people know exactly what they're doing when they say, well, "Why? Is she, why are you talking about her? She's not going to run again." Like they, they're deliberately lying. They, they know she's going to run again, and they just want us to like uh, be ill prepared to <laughs> criticize. I was on the fence about whether or not she was going to run again a couple weeks ago. I'm 99% convinced after this statement that she's going to run again, and I'll tell you why. But I want to read the statement first. Um. <clears throat> So I guess she gave another talk. It's so funny. She, uh, she never gives like video talks anymore because she knows that she comes across horribly when she when they when they actually show video of her speaking. So she only gives print interviews now, but she still manages to sound fucking horrible. It, it's it's kind of amazing. Um, you're uh, so Europe must get a handle on immigration to combat a growing threat from right wing populists. Hillary Clinton has said, calling on the continent's leaders to send out a stronger signals showing that they are quote not going to be able to continue to provide refuge and support. Uh, <laughs> unfucking real In an interview with The Guardian, the former Democratic presidential candidate praised the generosity shown by German Chancellor uh, Angela Merkel, but suggested that immigration was inflaming voters and contributed to the election of Donald Trump and Britain's vote to leave the EU. Quote, I think Europe needs to get a handle on migration because that is what lit the flame, Clinton said. Speaking as a part of a uh, speaking as part of a series of interviews with senior centrist political figures about the rise of populists, particularly oh uh, man, riveting shit! I can't wait to watch that series uh, about centrist political figures. I mean, it, it, does you remember two years ago there was that that photo of the baby face down on the beach on the shore <laughs> because they you know they just said, "Well, fuck you, go ahead and drown," and then mm-hmm. there was like the like the rescue guy kind of standing there. It's like, where is her fucking humanity? You, no, you know, not. why are these people fleeing Africa, coming to Europe uh, from places like Libya? Uh, maybe because of the fucking regime change that Hillary Clinton supported. Orchestrated uh, in, in the case of Libya. Um, uh, orchestrated, there's, absolutely. There's one little uh, tidbit at the end. I admi- quote, I admire the very generous and compassionate approaches that were taken, particularly by leaders like Angela, Angela Merkel. But I think it is fair to say that Europe has done its part and must send a very clear message. We are not going to be able to continue to provide refuge and support because if we don't deal with the migration issue, it will continue to roil the body politic. So, yeah, How that's basically speaking what on Trump behalf says. of them. Yeah, that's what Trump says. But she's saying like we. So she's speaking for them. 
right? That she's saying well, they she, need to she's, send the clear message that we can't do this anymore. She's what the? How would she, you she, feel? She has if, such fascist tendencies that people never talk about. Like it's fucking unreal. Like the fact that just just the her her hawkishness and her her willingness to do regime changes in all these countries shows what a fucking fascist she is at heart. And it's like these statements like this are just total like gross peaks into her actual well, fucking feelings on 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 like humanity and on people's it, fucking lives like that she just has no problem destroying and, and watching some of her diehard cult followers finally get the picture and be like well why is she oh saying God, stuff Peter like Dow. this yeah and like that sadie whoever the fuck that that sycophant is was they were actually like kind of like why is she doing this it's like are mm-hmm. you kidding this is completely fucking this is consistent where was your outrage when she was, you know, saying bring them to heal? Where was your outrage when she was defending uh, having prison slaves in her fucking mansion? Where was your outrage when she voted for the Iraq War? Uh, it's like, this is the same person she has always fucking been, and you just woke up today. Uh, someone, someone mentioned uh, an interesting point that I actually didn't know about, but I looked into it and it actually was true. And it's, it speaks to how uh, propagandized we are in terms of the way we view leaders of other countries. We talk all the time about like, you know, Assad and Kim Jong Un, and like, sure, maybe they're not good people, but we have no fucking idea because we never get any real news about what's actually happening in those countries, and things are more complicated than the way uh, the media likes to portray them as just black and white, good or evil. Um, but someone mentioned in Gaddafi's Libya, electricity was free, housing was a human right, gas was 13 cents a liter. Uh, it had the highest per capita GDP and life expectancy on the African continent. Now it's a Mad Max hellscape with open air slave markets. Great work, Hillary. So, you know, that that's a great point. And like, you know, even if even if none of those things were true, which, by the way, I looked them up and they all actually were true, even if it was just a country that was struggling economically it was at least relatively stable and Hillary Clinton as secretary of state orchestrated a coup with all these rebel groups uh, who wanted to overthrow Gaddafi. And now they're literally trading slaves in the open air, you know, markets. So her fucking instincts have been piss poor her entire fucking life. She grew up a Barry Goldwater Republican, supported a fucking segregationist during the most significant period of civil rights in American fucking history. And we're supposed to believe that she should lead the quote unquote progressive party. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, but Anthony, this is who she is. She's a she's fucking racist, fascist, the most white supremacist. Experienced person. She just hides it ever... behind a fucking. <laughs> yeah. But she really, she's a white, she's a white supremacist. She's just a closeted one who thinks that she's not. Like, I really think that she is. When you look at her fucking form of white feminism, where she just could not give a fuck about brown people's lives time and time again. She's always been on the wrong side of every major, you know, issue until it's politically expedient for her right. not to be. Well, she's, she reached out like, to the the right people in certain communities who are largely the the wealthy pastors, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the the, the whole clergy united uh, network of uh, millionaires that run their own Religious churches, industrial who, complex. Basically, yeah. So she's done the outreach to those people so that they can say, oh, racially, she's great. And it's like, well. Uh, that that's like uh, black capitalism is not a racial racially justice thing. It's like that's just picking a select few people to get rich and calling that progress, right? That, yeah. Right, right. Um, exactly. And they so, kill them. 
<laughs> yeah, they killed him. They, the FBI assassinated him uh, and almost assassinated his pregnant wife. And everyone who likes to say nice things about the FBI will say things like, Fred Hampton who, when you remind him of that story. Um, we support the FBI. Yeah. Fucking Fucking. Oh, brothers. God. But, and, and, you know, it's so crazy. Like, Fred Hampton is not somebody whose name I, I've ever even heard until I started doing my own reading into, like, you know, leftist doctrine and leftist history and things like that. Like, I've never heard the name Fred Hampton in high school history class. Where'd like, you go to and, college? Well, I went to Westchester Community, but I went for film, so I didn't really take a ton of uh, yeah. civics classes and things like that. But they didn't, ha- they didn't have documentary films about Fred Hampton there? We didn't really, uh, my documentary class was more like prison reform. We watched some good shit, but but yeah, no, yeah. that never came up. But um, uh, uh, Josh Fox, by the way, had a really good tweet about uh, that Hillary statement. Also, uh, an irresponsible, insane, ignorant statement. Uh, the UN predicts a billion climate refugees in the next twenty years. There's no stopping it. Our nations must be sanctuaries. We cannot foster racism and xenophobia. We must defeat hate and open our borders. Which is a great point, and that didn't even occur to me about the, all the climate refugees we're going to see in the next couple of decades. And you know, well, they're all in California, and they're going to have to go to Oregon. That's <laughs> that's where it's going to be. Is is in our yeah. own country? Yeah. But don't call them refugees because that's that hurts their feelings. So call them evacuees. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the tent there, there's tent cities in Walmart parking lots now because twelve thousand yeah, homes just burned down in our country. Like we're not even talking the global they, south. They yeah. Oh, probably they'll probably kick them. You know, it, it's just and then they'll say they'll forget why they're homeless in the first place in a few months and just go, oh, we're, where are all these homeless people coming from? It's like we'll completely divorce uh, our own refugee crisis from the cause of it. You know, the same way we divorce the, the reason why there's, um, you know, thousands of people fleeing uh, Honduras to come here. Well, the reason they're fleeing Honduras is because we keep overthrowing their de- democracies and installing dictators. So, we, you know, we have uh, not to jump into another segment, but, you know, we're, we're talking also about how uh, Trump is authorizing uh, our troops to use lethal force against um, people seeking asylum. I guess, which is, uh, yeah. which is a war crime, yeah. Uh, and and when he said it, he of course, you know, fucked around with the words and said, "Well, I've authorized it to do it, but I hope they don't have to." Well, if you hope they don't have to, then you wouldn't authorize it, you fucking monster. Yeah. So I mean, then, that's monstrous. Yeah, and, and and then so this was in, from NBC, uh, quoting Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who is uh, my boss. Uh, Secretary Pompeo reinforced the president's message in a statement Thursday, saying, "Quote." The caravans will not be permitted to enter the United States. There are real dangers to the safety and human rights of migrants from those who would prey on them. Like, yeah, you mean like our troops? You fucking, (laughs) what the fuck is he even talking about? There's, so yes, they're fleeing a real danger of people that are trying to prey on them. That's why they're coming here, you asshole, you fat fuck. That's why you need to let them in and not fucking threaten them. God damn it. You know what's funny, and I mean not really funny, but just ironic, is that his statement and Hillary's statement are not too far off in terms of like their no. tone and tenor. Like they're almost identical. It's and exactly. It, but but again, this is why. And I keep I still I still fucking meet people who are like, oh well, you know, she would have been a good president, but and, and like my fucking I, I have to contain my rage because I'm like, are you? Do you not pay attention to a goddamn fucking thing that comes out of her mouth? Like, do you genuinely like? Do you really? Do you want 
the party to be run by a fucking fascist, you know, Republican? Like, is that is that your fucking is that what you think of when you think of like, oh, well, I, you know, I support the party of civil rights and social justice and economic. Ju That's the fucking representative that you want to represent you like, really? Like, and uh, th again, this is why. And I'm after seeing this, I'm totally convinced she's going to run again because after she lost in 2016, all of her fucking media sycophants went into the press and said, well, you know, one of the reasons she lost was because Bernie forced her too far left. Hillary Clinton, too far left. <laughs> but, but this is seriously what they think. Oh, yeah. Like these people think, are so right. fucking delusional and they and they're in this this echo chamber of sycophants where nobody will tell, uh, you know, Hillary that she did anything wrong. And, and they come up with a million reasons why she lost. And that's a big one for them. And what she's doing by saying this, and she knows that this is going to make news, and she did it on Thanksgiving when everyone was going to fucking talk about it, is it's going to say to, she thinks that this is, uh, this is again, the Chuck Schumer, let's reach out to the, the, the you know, the moderate Republicans who, who, who don't uh, like immigrants coming over here and taking their jobs. Like, that's what, that's what that's for. Like, she didn't just say that for the fuck of it. Like, she, of course she said that because she's going to run again, and she's going to run further to the right of where she ran last time. Of course, like, and and she'll lose. So it, it's funny because when you talk to her supporters and you say, "Well, why do you like Hillary Clinton?" The Hillary Clinton they describe is not Hillary Clinton. <laughs> the Hillary Clinton character. they describe is Jill Stein. <laughs> and then when you ask them why they hate Jill Stein, they don't describe Jill Stein. They describe like nineteen sixties Jane Fonda. <laughs> so, yeah. or they'll or they'll smear Jill Stein with shit about like, well, she's an anti vaxxer which is not true. Or she doesn't believe in cell phones, which is also not true. Like they'll take well, out of context things that she said and doesn't and make believe it seem in like cell phones. Fucking... Like like doesn't believe they exist. I've got a cell phone. No, exists. no. She she made a comment <laughs> no, once about I, I how like I, yeah yeah like how but like how more studies need to be done about the long term effects of uh, cell phone radiation, which is true. I mean, shit. You know, I, we don't think about it, but it's not great to oh, have a yeah. fucking. Well, um, and people imagine... acting like she's this like better call Saul fucking yeah. weirdo with like a. a you know aluminum blanket like <laughs> but imagine the first guy that was like hey we should do more studies on this this leaded gasoline i, I think it's <laughs> yeah. causing people to go crazy you oh, what a fucking if loon. that was a problem we'd know about it by now yeah and he had to fight congress for 20 years to get it taken out um, and the vaccine shit she said something similar to to a, a very common sense thing i hear a lot of people say is that hey you should obviously vaccinate your fucking kids against things that you know we know to be effective like polio and like measles or and things that are life-threatening yeah yeah but she's like you know obviously I, I i'm leery of uh pharmaceutical companies coming up with new vaccines all the time just to sell you for shit that you probably don't need yeah. to be vaccinated for yeah. she didn't say don't vaccinate your fucking kids but of course they act like she's an anti-vaxxer because well the thing is new, if, there's if, no room for nuance when you're you, trying to smear somebody when you try to take that stance that we should vaccinate against things that are life-threatening but not that the, against things that aren't because there's actually good medical reasons why you shouldn't vaccinate against things that are not life-threatening you will get everyone on both sides of that argument to hate you <laughs> so like you no matter what you say the you're gonna be you wrong pick a side you motherfucker yeah like, pick an extreme bookend of no the room for nuance yeah, yeah. Um, well or the, and there was also a thing with um what's what's the fucking british guy we hate on hbo uh, Oliver, John, John Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, he spent half an hour. He spent a whole oh, show totally slandering her, her, 
and trying to like say that her whole plan for uh, absolving student debt, which is something called qualitative easing, is something she didn't know anything about. Well, it's like who the fuck he? But he talked about it as though he totally that, lied that, about that what term. it actually means. Oh, exactly. But he it's like he talked about it as though it's like a thing we all know, knowing full well his audience doesn't know what the fuck it is, and he knows that he can call it whatever he wants to and mislead his audience into thinking Jill Stein's the one that doesn't know about it because they didn't know about it, his audience didn't know about it. So it was total gaslighting, and the things that she said about it were actually completely correct if you talk to any actual economist that if you did these things they would work it would actually benefit the economy and especially benefit people who were under this crushing student debt so she knew exactly what the fuck she was talking about but that's again these these fucking corporate comedians who don't give a shit about poor people or their debt or their struggles and will sell any lie to you know pretend that they're a, a speaking truth to power when all they're doing is punching down yeah no it, it's just unreal um yeah, it's fucking disgusting, but that's what I've come to expect from from mainstream media figures. So, uh, you know, I, again, I I just I don't want to keep talking about her, but she's obviously running again, and she needs to be fucking stopped. Like she needs to be stopped <sighs> because she will lose to Donald Trump again. She will lose. Mark my fucking words. If she wins and steals the fucking Democratic nomination, which she is very She'll likely lose to by do, a bigger margin, she will lose by a bigger. <laughs> she will lose the popular vote to Donald Trump fucking mark yeah. my words oh absolutely she will lose the popular vote even though the demograph the demographics are wildly in the democrats favor to, to both well, win the popular vote and the presidency not to mention the fact that donald trump has the worst approval rating of any sitting president in modern history yada 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 she will lose to him she has the worst approval rating them she's fucking the only way approval to rating. stop the terminator is to to squish it in like a mechanic press thing or lower it into a vat of like molten lower her into some lava. Lead. <laughs> Except yeah, I won't cry when way. she goes in. When she sticks the thumb up, I'll just fucking, uh, you know, yeah. flip well, her off. But We're talking yeah. allegorically here, by the way. Of, of course, yeah. No, I, I realize that that sounds bad. But no, of course. Um, Yeah, yeah. I just, fuck. I, I really, it, I'm, I'm already like... God, 2020 is going to be a miserable fucking slog of a primary. It is just going to be gross and fucking, uh, you know, slanderous. And they're going to pull all the bullshit they pulled last well, time and then some because they're terrified that Bernie they're Sanders pulling it. is unstoppable. Yeah. They're, they they're, know he's unstoppable, and there was, in fact, an article today in New York Times presented as news that was clearly an op-ed and clearly <clears throat> propaganda, and I tweeted this out, but you can tell that Bernie's running by the way that uh, New York Times will run out of context and out completely out-of-touch quotations, so uh, if you don't mind, I just want to read a couple of them real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, uh, this is from, this is a quote from Aaron Pickrell, senior advisor on President Barack Obama's Ohio campaign. Quote, hmm. I don't know if folks that love Bernie in 2016 are automatically going to go to him in 2020. A lot of other candidates bring similar dynamics that Sanders has. And I'm sure, like, he thinks that Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke are similar <laughs> to Bernie Sanders. Uh, and then we get a, we get a Republican, uh, top Democratic strategist for Ohio, David Kochel. Uh, quote, Sanders will fizzle. Lightning doesn't strike twice for these passion candidates. These passion candidates? Like, he's just fucking making up his passion for people who are <sighs> starving to death and can't afford... Like, okay. And then they try, they pull this, this bullshit. Uh, uh, Jimmy Bragdon, 21, caucused for Mr. Sanders in 2016, but now he said it was, quote, time for a fresher face on Democratic leadership, end quote. Now, notice he's not saying that he's not supporting you know that 
necessarily the new leadership has to be someone other than Bernie. You know, he could be talking about anybody who was in leadership right now. He could be talking about Tom Perez. We don't know because they trim these couple of quotes here. Uh, so for 2020, he had his eye on Kamala Harris and Senator Kristen Gildebrand of New York. Quote, in this day and age, people like to see things that are different. Status quo stuff kind of doesn't <laughs> stick. End quote. Now, this is, this is the recording to 21-year-olds. What 21-year-old starts a sentence with, in this day and age? Like, he, he hasn't known any other day and age, but it's just, okay, so, but they move his quotes around. You can tell they move it around because they moved it so that it it's, tries to make it sound like he's saying that Bernie is the status quo. Well, Which is I, hilarious. I guarantee <laughs> nobody who caucused for Bernie in 2016 would say that Bernie is the status quo. So they're just, they're fucking, they're so scared of Bernie right now. This is the kind of bullshit they're already running uh, two years out, trying to pretend as though Bernie's still not by far the most popular politician in the country uh, because they know what, he's, what he stands for. They, they, they just ran a thing on Newsweek saying uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke is, will be 2020's Bernie Sanders. And it's <laughs> like, no, and then you read the article in Newsweek and there's not even a name attached to the person who said that. It just said, uh, a top uh, California Democratic Party fundraiser said this, but wasn't named in the in the political article we pulled the quote from. <laughs> like so any any uh, random anonymous person could just say something and you print that as a headline because you desperately want people to think that Beto O'Rourke is the next new thing it's like you know kids we know you love Bernie but uh, wouldn't you like this other guy that just says stuff kind of like it but doesn't actually back it up with anything isn't that what you really want kids and they in that in that same article they talk about Beto's fundraising potential but they were they, they were talking oh. about his fundraising potential with donors and I'm like how the do you know who Bernie Sanders is? Are we talking about the same person? Like what the fuck? Kids, is- you know how much you love donating big chunks of your parents' money. These people are just so fucking delusional at, to think that this is the shit that's going to fucking work. Like it's just unreal how stupid they think we are. And they've gotten away with it for so many years, but like it, it it's just well, fucking done, son. Like it's not going to happen it, again. Part of it is that the consulting biz is there whether it works or not. Right. It's just these Which people get paid money. Yeah. Right. It, they know what the, these people aren't dumb. The people that are really good at this stuff, they put the, the spin out there, the propaganda out there because their candidates think that that's going to work. And that's what they tell their candidates is going to work. And the people that really actually pay attention to trends and everything, like they know why Bernie is the most popular. It's authenticity. You can't fake authenticity. That's why they call it authenticity. <laughs> So, like, Ask but Hillary they just, Clinton. Uh, yeah. So that's, but they just tell people, like, oh, you're going to be the next uh, Bernie Sanders, Beto. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's great. You know, like, he, Beto O'Rourke couldn't even defend Medicare for for now, uh, for all during a debate against Ted fucking Cruz. Oh, no. You know, he, Ted, he got Ted smacked Cruz. by Ted Cruz <laughs> yeah. in that debate. I mean, it was pathetic. And think about every, every debate or town hall that Bernie's had with Ted Cruz where he runs circles around him mm-hmm. and gets Ted to agree that Medicare for all is actually like the best. <laughs> and agree that he's the most have. honest person in Congress. Uh, and why yeah. Ted Cruz is not honest. And then that same guy that Bernie runs so circles funny. around goes on stage and bitch slaps the guy who's supposed to be the new Democratic rising star. It, it's it's pathetic. Because, it's because he doesn't believe in any of those policies. But and, and I'll say I say all the time, like Ted Cruz is one of the most loathsome human beings on the planet. He's a very good debater because he knows how to uh, twist the things that people say into in nefarious ways. He's not an honest actor, but he's a good debater. And Bernie <laughs> just destroys him. But but Beto O'Rourke looked like such a fucking like lost. Uh, he, he just looked like a, a robot. And like yeah, it, it's like the, the this crop of Democrats that they think Beto O'Rourke is John Ossoff two point oh. It, it's just like this 
this like you know moderately good looking young uh guy who espouses moderately progressive policies and speaks uh you know in a somewhat engaging way and they think like oh well that's that's just like you know what the kids like about bernie right and it's like no literally none of those things of yeah, like, it's, it's like no. it's like they they're so daft that they only can pick up the most surface level um you know parents the like they they get the 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 style but they're completely unaware of the substance behind it right and, and if there's anything that obama was good at it was marketing and branding he was the best used car salesman <laughs> ever because he made the same fucking worthless Democratic Party look like a shiny, new, hopeful thing. And he proved ex- that it was not going to be anything. It was actually going to be even more like the Republican Party, like like the Bush doctrine that he inherited and renewed than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm really I, I, I'm both looking forward to and not looking forward to the 2020 primaries because I know it's just going to be even more frustrating dealing with people and dealing with the fucking bullshit slander in the media 24 seven. But I, I, the reason I'm looking forward to it is because I think that Bernie is popular enough that he will be able to overcome it. Uh, it, it it's really going to be interesting to see how the, how it goes down though, because they're going to throw everything they fucking can at him. They well, really yeah. I mean, there's still going to, you know that there's going to be people who say, Biden has a much higher favorability rating in the Democratic Party, which means he'll be the best person to beat Trump. You know that people are going to say that to you, Anthony, because they don't understand that half the country who votes is not registered with either party. And you try to explain that. And they're like, well, but I thought it's 50-50. And it's like, no, you can be Democrats a fucking registered. 25% of the country at most. Hey, like- people, don't, people don't understand that to be a registered voter, you don't have to be registered with a fucking party. And that most voters aren't registered with either party. And so, can't stand either party. And can't, yeah, and can't stand. And, and can't stand Joe Biden because they see him as Hillary adjacent. Uh, but they still love Bernie Sanders because they don't think that he's a fucking slime ball the way that Joe is. Yeah. And also, he's an independent, so Republicans have no problem voting for him when he says things that they agree with, more so than someone like Donald Trump, who has proven to them that he was full of shit about, you know, bringing their jobs back and all the shit that he promised them. You know, they're going to notice in four years, like, hey, he was kind of bullshitting about that. But what they're going to do is say, well, but he's still saying he's going to do those things. And he, on my other hand, I have Hillary Clinton again, and she's not telling me that she's going to change anything she says she's going to return it i guarantee you her her campaign thing is going to be like return to normalcy and return to the status quo and it's going to be like you fucking idiots like you you you, you learn fucking nothing about why you lost to this buffoon and you're going to do it all over again it's just going to be i I, well they know why i mean she knows why I, i you know i almost wonder because they're so fucking in a bubble and they're so like hillary clinton is it has not had interactions with real people in 30 years. Like, she doesn't fucking drive herself. She has. She, she gets defensive and frustrated because she knows they're right. Like, you remember, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter kids who confronted her, and she just blew them off, and she's like, well, why don't you go run for something? Like, she knows they're right. Deep down, she knows they're right. Um, the, the, the other uh, young woman who um, interrupted her at this, you know, like 5,000 you know, uh, per person little rally in the Hamptons with her, uh, you know, she had like unfurled a banner 
and then Hillary had these goons drag this this kid out, and then the first thing Hillary says was, well, "Let's get back to real issues." Or like, it was just like, "What? What the fuck?" Like, so she knows, she knows. Um, but yeah, no, she, she's definitely insulated, and uh, you can tell. It's the same thing with Trump. You know, if the press, at, you know, every time that he had, did an interview, the pr- the press brought up the whole grab him by the pussy thing. Every single time, he would be furious. He wouldn't do it as another interview, right? But they don't because they want access. But but that's like I, I somebody like Trump or somebody like Hillary Clinton, they do know the truth. That's how they're able to do what they do. Trump better than Hillary. Um, but when confronted with that truth by somebody else, the, the truth they're trying hard to mask, it makes them extremely frustrated and visibly upset in ways that, you know, turn normal people off. <laughs> because you realize that, like, deep down they are, uh, well, not deep down, but on the surface and deep down, they're terrible people. Yeah. Well, oh, God. I'm just... <laughs> Just, just trying to prepare myself because I know it's going to happen, and I know we're gonna we're gonna fucking take a shot, kill each other, take yeah, another right? shot. <laughs> um, well, we're not gonna kill each other on this show. I'm sure. Well, this will be no, no, not when I say we. I mean just you know, the the the, the, the nation, moderate yeah. to actual left in this country will fucking kill each other. Um, mm-hmm. But so well, maybe this show will be even more of a form of therapy for us once we get to that point. Oh, oh, God, yeah, please. Be like, I, let me tell you what this motherfucker said today on Twitna. That's gonna be, that's gonna be every fucking episode and during the primaries. Oh yeah, just us arguing about or, or, or you know venting our Twitter grievances. Um, <clears throat> but so I want to talk about uh, you know, the, the, Hillary represents in many ways the worst that the Democratic Party has to offer. I want to talk about uh, again about the best <laughs> the Democratic Party has to offer right now. Uh, in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because <laughs> she's been getting uh, th- they're like terrified of her I mean we talked last week about the shit that she got you know in the press and all just the ridiculous smears about you know taking one little thing she says out of context and acting like she doesn't know what she's talking about um, and like even Sarah Palin was like oh well, maybe somebody needs to learn basic civics which is hilarious because I can just go through the <laughs> litany of fucking Sarah Palin gaffes about you know Africa's a country. Africa's a country. Paul Revere was warning the British. I could see Russia from my house, uh, but you know, I don't. I don't read. I can't. Couldn't name a single newspaper that she read. You know, the list goes on and on and on. She's a fucking moron. So it's hilarious that she would say that. Um, But uh, you know, we talked about that uh, protest in Pelosi's office last week, which was organized by this little organization called the sunrise movement which is really just made up of a bunch of like you know kids like people younger than us <coughs> who literal saying, children literal yeah, children well, yeah no five and six year olds no but no but like <laughs> you know 20 20 25 year olds and they're all saying like hey you know this planet's gonna be a, like uninhabitable by the time we're your age like you know to the politicians in dc fucking do something stop pretending like you give a shit and then saying you're gonna try to get us on to 50 renewable by 2030 like that's not enough and and you know people have been saying this and i totally agree if you're not talking about getting us onto 100 percent renewable energy in the next 10 years you're a climate denier because it, it, it like you're if you're carrying water for natural gas or for the fossil fuel companies by saying shit like well, you know, it's unrealistic to 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 think, and this is Democrats in 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 Congress are saying, well, it's unrealistic, the proposals that AOC is laying out with the Green New Deal. You're a fucking climate denier. Like you you can pretend you're not and you care, but you're not. 
you, you just don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, I, I would say 90% of politicians who would call themselves progressive uh, are are that, are climate deniers in effect. Um, so, again, another reason why I hate that word progressive. Progressive is basically just liberal that, per, point, that yeah. like, pretends to care about black lives and pretends to care about climate change but does not want to do anything uh, that's necessarily radical to change the course we're on. Uh, to me, being radical is thinking that we can still keep driving cars to go everywhere, uh, you know, or we can keep still burning coal, or that fracking is somehow a, a, a renewable bridge solution. Bridge energy, comrade. Yeah. Bridge energy. Yeah. We need an all of the above. Come on. I mean, be realistic. We need an yeah. all of the above energy strategy. All of the above. So we, can we need to keep all of the fossil fuels below. Not above, below. Got to keep that shit you in the ground horrifying is that and i and i think this came from one of josh fox's movies but uh and i forget the exact figure so you know forgive me but if we burn all of the fossil fuel that we've already extracted that means like if we stop if we tomorrow said nobody in the world can can frack another fucking liter of, of fossil fuel of of you know of natural gas or you can't you can't extract another liter of oil if we burned all of the carbon or all of the, uh, the the fossil fuels that we've already extracted, we would still raise the uh, the annu- the average temperature of the ocean by like something like ten degrees Celsius, which is climate we're, we're that's a world about, yeah we're talking about like everything that's in reserve right everything also, that's in reserve right, right now if we right. never if we never drill another fucking well never drill anything else we're we're gonna kill the planet and we're still drilling and fucking fracking and and do you know drilling offshore and it's like it, i it, it's so i mean we're we're not gonna win this fight like it, it it's not a fight it's not like there's no way we could win like it's so i you know i hate to talk about it because it's so fucking depressing but it's like well i i got in trouble with some uh colleagues of mine because i was you know I, i've read edward abbey's the monkey wrench gang and i've advocated for uh, industrial sabotage in defense of the earth, and people said that's not the violence isn't the answer. And I was like, violence? No, I said property destruction. Uh, fucking no, uh, you're, you're, tearing you're up the saving the, lives by doing that. Yeah. It's like, well, that we don't we don't want to have that image. I'm like, fuck the image. There's gonna be no fucking oh planet God. left. Fuck your image. Hey, you know, you won't have to worry about your image when uh, the, the Earth is an uninhabitable hellscape uh, where you know no no fucking vegetation can grow. And yeah. uh, there was an article. Um, and the LA Times bashing uh, the city council of Paradise, California, because they wanted to uh, make their main street in town more pedestrian friendly. Mm-hmm. So they narrowed the amount of lanes. They did like what they call a road diet, where you make it so people can cross the street more easily. And then you can use that space with, you know, uh, you know bike racks and cafes can have out- out- outdoor seating. Like you make a place for people. And then apparently during the fires, the you know, everyone's trying to evacuate. And they said that narrowing the street caused gridlock, which cost lives. And it's like, how big do you think the, how wide do you think the road's going to have to be when we all have to evacuate the entire fucking planet into <laughs> so space? Fucking, yeah. Like the reason why we were in this fucking crisis is because we kept building all of our infrastructure in this country to be nothing but cars. And if you want to get rid of that addiction, it's not going to happen by just getting rid of the oil. You've got to start building places for people where they can walk around and bike around and bus around. Forcing everybody to have to drive all the time is how we got in this fucking climate crisis. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <sighs> Fuck. Let's not. It's 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 too depressing to talk about. Like genuinely, it's 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 
fucking well, yeah, we do but we manage to do it we, no we do it we do it because we have to but um but no because so we hate ourselves I, yeah because <laughs> we're self-hating um we're self-flagellating so the um Sunrise Moon was this little ragtag rinky dink group of kids and because AOC lended her voice and again people should remember they haven't sworn in yet she's not even a member of Congress technically yet she's she's you know waiting to be sworn in and because of her 13 congressional Democrats signed on to their Green New Deal resolution this this little fucking group of of, of high school kids uh, because AOC brought such attention to their cause, 13 uh, uh, House Democrats signed on to this legislation, which is just incredible to think about how much power she has already. Just one person, not even oh, sworn in yet. And the, and the alt center hates her for it because she's oh, doing exactly. Oh, they turned on her. Oh, oh yeah. It's, they I liked mean, her she... first because she was, you know. <laughs> right. They thought, well, they thought that she was going to bring. in there. They, even the articles will say from these these centrist Democrats, like, well, we like that she helped turn out the youth vote, but she needs to wait her turn before. She's like, no, there's no fucking time for that. She's literally like, she's there doing this because you've been sitting on your fucking ass not doing shit, taking money, collecting check, uh, and not representing the people. There's no fucking time for any of that nonsense, right? So it's, they, it, just, yeah. it blows my they, mind when somebody shows up and does the very thing you know, uh, gets people energized and organized and active and voting. In in and but then they they're like, oh, but we didn't want you to actually lead the movement. We just wanted you to you know get people to show up and then uh, respect us for doing nothing. Well, no, you know, so centrists a lot and a lot of them like were happy when she won on Twitter. At least seemingly people that are constant, you know, Hillary defenders and. They liked her at first because they thought they would tokenize her when she got into Congress. It's like, oh, well, this right. young, beautiful, you know, entertaining, you, you know, woman, and she's going to get in there and she's going to, you know, she's going to wait her turn and she's going to, she's going to tow the party line because they've, she's a clearly you've never been to the Queen, <laughs> been to Queens of the Bronx. Before. Yeah, no, they've never <laughs> d- dealt with a Queens girl before. So she, and I think that you know, in some of these little fights, she's she's tasted real what real power is and what real movement building is. And she's just fucking going ham on everybody on Twitter now. She's just got no fucks left to give, and I I love it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think she realizes that despite what every idiot you know staffer and um, consultant is probably telling her about how she's got to go along more and how she's not this is not the right way to do it, and she's rocking the boat too much. She's like, fuck you. I'm getting ten times more more uh, name recognition and more, uh, you know, political. Uh, power and political uh uh you know capital from what i'm doing than i ever would if i just listened to you and kind of kept my head down and you know you know like everyone on the fucking planet right now who follows news knows who's who knows who aoc is oh uh, every news article i see no, on, yeah. on on mainstream sites they always have pictures of her from like the waist up and like she's i mean she's got a pretty face but it's like she's also like fairly well endowed um so there's there's that too. Like the mainstream media is not going to turn away an attractive face by any means, but uh, they're also like the headlines I'm seeing are making her look good too. Because yeah. you notice like a lot of headlines slight people, and sure. like t- today, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez hits back at Fox News. Like that's a strong headline. That's an empowering no, no, headline, and that's um, great. that works on liberals yeah. too. Like that's the great thing about shit like that. And she is. She she really toes the line where she she is appealing to liberals, but she doesn't ever 
for the most part, I mean, there's been a couple gaffes, but for the most part, she really doesn't ever compromise on her principles or on her stated goals. And she manages to kind of coalesce the entirety of the left by doing that. And she still maintains her yeah. status as the leftmost well, flank of the Democratic Party, you know, and obviously. Exactly. Well, and she's, as we've said many times, an extremely gifted communicator. Um, just, you know, like it's. Somebody could use the, her communication skills for evil if they wanted to. She's oh, so yeah. good at it, uh, except for, you know, a handful a couple times where she got blindsided. Um, but she's also, you can tell she's a very fast learner and will probably never make that same mistake again in that same way. When she's never cowed by her, by by anything that, like, you know, where, where she gets taken off guard or she's made to look stupid. She's never like, oh, shit, well, I guess I better not do that again. She's like, no, fuck you. Like, she comes back out the next time swinging, and it's kind of amazing. Like, I, I really think she, t- she, she learned how to fight from people like Bernie, and then she's taken it to the logical next step because she's young and she's more in touch even than yeah. Bernie is with the yeah. issues that actually face the youngest well, genera- younger so, generations growing up. So that New York Times, fucking, you know, that New York Times article I was quoting earlier, the title of it was uh, Bernie Sanders is the uh, line of the left, but he's not the only one roaring. And even before I clicked huh. on it, I knew it was, knew it was be about- <laughs> all about Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke. And oh, really? the one person they did not mention <laughs> was Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. So yeah. there, I knew exactly what that article was going to be like. Hey, if you think Bernie's great, what about these other people who actually are fucking pieces of shit? Uh, I knew exactly what the article was going to be, and I was happy to see it all. The, I'm not not happy, but like it was exactly what I thought it was. It wasn't a profile of other people on the left. It was a profile on uh, these weak ass centrists that they want people to think are just as good as Bernie. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just. Oh my god, unreal. Um, so yeah, uh, but uh, you know, I, I'm very hopeful w- with people like her and Rashida Tlaib, who also has been fucking killing it lately. She not doesn't have as much uh, media, you know, recognition as AOC, but she's another awesome fighter. And I, I think if we can get you know 30 more people like like oh, uh, her and AOC in the yeah. in Congress, they're out there. They're gonna make yeah. They're going to make centrists fucking cower. You know, they're, they're going to bend them to their if, will. You know, every every big city has a few people like that. You know, the people who have been activists their whole life. And it's just in their blood. And they can show up anywhere unscripted and get the whole room amped up. You know, the, those are the people that the Democratic Party does not want <laughs> at, at oh, any cost. Um, I'm, I'm dying just, for fucking it, Julie Salazar to run for uh, U.S. Congress after she has a couple runs and yeah. a couple terms in the state senate. Absolutely, like, uh, yeah. She's definitely more district. of a she's definitely more of a, subdu- a subdued personality, but you know her politics are are 100. So or, to the left of you know even of Rashida and AOC, even um, so that actually yeah, might work against relatively. Her. Uh, she um, <laughs> definitely was was DSA before even running. You know, she was part of DSA. She wasn't just looking for their endorsement. But yeah. um, I, I haven't seen a lot of speeches from hers where I was kind of like, all right, she knows how to rouse the rabble. She she's definitely kind of more low key. But um, still, I mean, not every person has to be a barnstormer. You know, you can have some people that are a little bit more subdued. I think that's fine. Yeah so um you know the future is bright even though the planet's not going to exist in you know 50 years in terms of uh any kind of a habitable habitable uh landscape but whatever you know it'll be we'll we'll have a glimmer of hope at the end at least so that's we have that to look forward to 
Um, but I want to mention uh, before we get out of here, this, uh, there's a couple other quick stories I want to touch on. Um, so, you know, Saturday Night Live has been. Uh, it's the politics of SNL have never been great. It, it, it's always been deferential to establishment type thinking. I mean, occasionally they're pretty decent and, or they'll have like somebody good on the show as like one of their, you know, cast members, but it, they almost always fall in line. And uh, this week they just had a particularly gross week um, in terms of the shit that they said. So, you know, obviously we talked last week about the Amazon deal and how heinous it is and how insidious it is that Jeff Bezos got all these struggling cities to give up all this really valuable data when he knew for a fact he wasn't going to, you know, put his headquarters there. And, you know, he's he's a fucking supervillain. We we talked about it enough last week. So, yeah, he's a parasite. Um, no, he's, he's a fucking parasite. Absolutely. So so SNL, they did a couple of sketches or segments last week that uh just i actually don't watch snl very often but recently i have been a little bit just because they've done you know it's kind of some more political stuff and then last week i was watching it live and they reminded me how like just what a greasy corporate version of comedy they are uh and you can tell by who they target with the the butt of the joke right Mm -hmm. um and do you do you have the audio from i I have the audio from the colin jost thing and we'll talk about that and then we'll talk about the bezos clip i don't know that that's a little long for audio but i'll play the colin jost audio sure and and this is just one of the most disgusting quote-unquote jokes i've ever heard uh so let's let's hear it by the way only new yorkers could complain about getting twenty-five thousand new jobs all the cities who lost out must be like, shut up, you whiny bitches. <laughs> New York basically won the lottery and we're like, oh, but the subways might be slightly more crowded. Meanwhile, people in West Virginia are like, well, back to the mines. <laughs> and yeah, I know it's going to raise housing prices, but it's a little late for New Yorkers to complain about rent. I mean, even Amazon had to move to Queens because it couldn't afford to live in Manhattan. <laughs> so... That that that's fucking gross, and where, ignores where every substantive criticism of of Amazon. I, it, uh, sure, you know housing prices might go. Are you fucking kidding me? Like he's such a fuck. Colin Jost is such a I, privileged I wanna... fucking millionaire piece of shit. Yeah, you do a search for Colin Jost, Jost, whatever the fuck, and the first, one of the first thing that pops up is uh, from uh, HollywoodReporter.com. SNL star Colin Jost guide to the Hamptons. Where to eat, drink, and run into <laughs> Seinfeld. Um, I mean, was, so uh, just yeah. the you know he he's trying to say that like New York City should be thankful because thankful? it's like he. he he says they won the lottery. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever heard of winning the lottery where you have to pay out $3 billion. How fucking <laughs> well, yeah. lucky. Typically, when you win the lottery, you don't have to build a helipad for the richest motherfucker on the planet. Like, that's Ugh. not typically, you know. And, and, and then people in Queens or Bronx, New York are like, it's a little late to, to worry about the high cost of rent. It's like, uh, no, so, it's fucking not. People are dying. <laughs> what are you talking about? You fucking People are losing your, their dick. fucking homes. You have uh, renters. He's the head writer of SNL, by the way. Yeah, he's the head writer. If you want to know why their writer. politics are that horrible. 
Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's like they say, nothing good ever came from Staten Island. Well, that's where he came from, uh, and and that is very true. Um, and I was telling, I was telling you before I, we went on air, I, I did some kind of quick shopping today because it's you know the only time I can actually afford to fucking buy people Christmas presents. And I was uh, at Kohl's trying to get some like shirts, and he's like a fucking Kohl's like fashion model. So I had to see his stupid face everywhere I walked in the ugh. store. He's like. Wearing Coles like kind of a more, shirts and shit. Yeah, they're kind of like a more working class, lower class department store. So I don't know where he gets off bashing on poor people or people to just, you know, make a median income, but still isn't enough to live in like the most expensive city in the country. Well, um, <laughs> he, he, you know what he, he, re, he, he does, he does modeling for Izod who, who sells their shit in Kohl's. So it's like, he's, <laughs> he still represents the most stuffy version of a working class, you know, like yeah fashion line yeah. but he, yeah he's a fucking prick i, I mean just, it, yeah, he looks like tucker just, carlson like a little it, little tucker clone it's just so and you know i obviously we're bashing on him because he's a smug dick but like it's just so gross to even that that thought would enter your you know your your mind not even not even in terms of like oh maybe this will be funny you can be funny and say something you don't mean he clearly thinks that like that he's he's in such a fucking millionaire bubble that he thinks like oh well shit you know housing is gonna go up but it's gonna be great it's gonna create twenty five thousand. yeah fucking awful jobs they're gonna siphon first of all they're they're taking uh office space away from uh the education department they're gonna you know take over public housing it's like this is gonna be horrible for low-income people and then they're gonna put a bunch of people to work as and fucking is, slaves yeah, in this factory. For, this is not you know. twenty five thousand jobs for the people of Queens. This is twenty five thousand jobs for the, the white bros of San Francisco who can't afford to live there anymore because of the tech bubble, right? Who are all going to flock to this place? This is not jobs for the community and for him. Like he knows that he knows they're not going to go to fucking Queens and hire a bunch of people from Queens. So he's again, he's gaslighting. Right, because yeah, he knows the truth, and he's lying on purpose to, for, you know, for a cause to to make people who are poor think it's their fault, and they should consider themselves lucky to have the world's richest man show up and gentrify their neighborhood. Yeah, and and by the way, you know, the number one rule of comedy is always punch up. Can you think of a more uh, to, to, to like? Can you think of punching down any more than defending the literal richest man in the fucking planet? Like the most powerful person on the on earth right now, you're 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 defending him against mild criticism by people who are going to suffer because of his fucking yeah. megalomania. Well, you remember, uh, and it, it, was like, it Trevor Noah joking about the police murdering striking mine workers? He's like, well, you can't use tear gas; it doesn't work anymore. You have to shoot them with live ammunition. And every and his audience is like, uh, we, that's we're sort of trying to laugh and like yeah. this, but like they're not really. It's just it's it's he joking like. <laughs> so could you imagine Bill Hicks saying something like that? Could you imagine, uh, you know, Bill Hicks would uh, punch himself in the dick. I think if he if he had that thought, like he would be like, what no, the fuck Bill is Hicks wrong would with? punch Colin Jost in the dick. He would not punch <laughs> that's, himself. That's, that's true. Um, no, if he then, said that, that would like himself. yeah. Oh, exactly. But then and then you know compare that to. Someone like Michelle Wolf, who every chance she gets will say something so truthful that people in power go fucking ballistic. They lose yeah. their shit and basically ban all comedians <laughs> from similar events. Uh, so, you have you have some on that, too. Yeah. So, you know, the White House Correspondents Association puts on the uh, Correspondents Dinner every year and the Correspondents Dinner should not exist. It's it, it's it's in. It's inception. It's a gross fucking thing. It's it's getting a, the press in the room with the politicians 
and they hobnob it and joke and and have fucking cocktails and you know eat thousand dollar plate dinners and it's fucking gross like you should not be chummy with the people that you're supposed to report on and that this has been the problem since fucking day one in this country is that the press has become especially especially in the modern era um it's all about access. They don't give a fuck about actually reporting hard news. They they do it to Trump because he, A, brings him ratings, and B, he's objectionable to their sensibilities. But they should have been – they should be fucking accosting the, the politicians every time that they're in a well, room with them. Like, they I shouldn't mean, be fucking joking with them when and it having first fucking started, lobster tails. I think when it first started, the idea was like there is such an adversarial relationship between – the president and the press that this was for this day. was cut yeah this was like one little like, like for one night only we'll kind of all uh be friends or at least jokingly be friends the revolution but but now you see exactly dinner. exactly but now they're so cozy that there is no separation anymore and you see that because now the white house press correspondence dinner has agreed to ban comedians for the first it, time it, in 30 years so to it, please it, president trump it's just so funny. And, you know, it, largely it's it's that, but it's also they couldn't take the fact that they were made to look at what they've wrought upon the world in the form of President Trump. Because in the past, they've had correspondence dinners where people like Larry Wilmore, every time there's somebody who actually speaks truth for a minute, there's always like admonishing in the press and on cable news and like, oh, well, that was really, oh, well, you know, he, he bombed. He was really not funny. Yeah. Because he was making a fucking point. That's why it wasn't funny. Because you people are fucking sycophants, and he was telling you that. So every time they'll do that, they'll bounce back and they'll bring up a really unobjectionable host the next year, like oh, fucking Jimmy yeah, Fallon. Or yeah, something. it's anytime or Kevin Hart. He's <laughs> like, I think they let him do it one year, and I was like, oh my god, he's really not funny. Yeah, um, but it, but it's so like, you know, Stephen Colbert famously, and I think in two thousand four. Uh, some fucking uh, brave intern, I guess, scheduled Stephen Colbert as the speaker during the Bush administration's uh, tenure, and he just fucking eviscerated George Bush in character as Stephen Colbert. Oh, he flayed know. him. He flayed he, him. He it, cut it, his it dick beautiful. off and held him upside down and then slid him in half. Uh, like, well, you know, Mr. President, it's a well-known fact that uh, truth has a liberal bias. So I can't. It's it's unfortunate that the, the like he just yeah. he, he just he just made so many like snide like barely There's veiled. So many great lines from that. Amazing. I remember one of my favorite was um, uh, he said uh, in character. He said, "You know, people have, have said that the this administration is just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Well, I've got news for you. This administration is not sinking. It's soaring. If anything, this administration is the Hindenburg." <laughs> If I remember that, so fucking he's so good, so good. And, and then just Bush, you'd see Bush just getting slightly more. He's like he was shrinking down. It he was trying to like sink into the floor. I think he's making fun of me, fucker. Um, <laughs> Look at all these people laughing at that man. Oh wait, they're laughing oh, at me. God. What do you mean? I forgot how fucking obnoxious Bush's laugh is. <laughs> that fucking like yeah, dumb fucking hillbilly. So. Well, um, Colbert but, did but a great so, job. Colbert, you know, brought the house down. You know, but then again, you compare that to who Stephen Colbert is now, and you're kind of like, it gross. doesn't seem like the same person. But so the thing that the reason that this didn't happen sooner, and that they didn't ban comedians from this press correspondence dinner sooner, is because Colbert went after Bush hardcore, but he didn't go after the press. And the press is, are the people that actually run the the correspondence association and and book the guests and 
etc. And they didn't like that Michelle Wolf uh, told them about their role in electing Trump. And I actually have the audio from that. And I'm pretty sure that this is why she's banned. I don't think it was that she talked about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you know, smoky eye and about how much she fucking lies. Like, I really think that this is what did it. So here, I'll play the audio from it. All right. There's a lot of print media here. There's a ton of you guys, but I'm not going to go after print media tonight because it's illegal to attack an endangered species. <laughs> by newspapers. There's a ton of news right now. A lot is going on, and we have all these 24-hour news networks, and we could be covering everything, but instead we're covering like three topics. Every hour, it's Trump, Russia, Hillary, and a panel of four people that remind you why you don't go home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Milk comes from nuts now, all because of the gays. <laughs> you guys are obsessed with Trump. Did you used to date him? Because you pretend like you hate him, but I think you love him. <laughs> I love his I voice. Think what no one in this room wants to admit is that Trump has helped all of you. He couldn't sell steaks or vodka or water or college or ties or Eric. <laughs> but he has helped you. He's helped you sell your papers and your books and your TV. You helped create this monster and now you're profiting off of him. And if you're going to profit off of Trump, you should at least give him some money because he doesn't have any. <laughs> Um, but by the way, I never noticed because I was watching this clip as I was playing the audio from it. Uh, they actually cut to Kushner in the crowd and he's covering his mouth and I think he's laughing. I'm pretty sure Kushner's actually laughing at some of the things she was saying. Yeah, I think that he's pretty funny. He's, you know, he's just a money scumbag too, but he's like, yeah, of he, course. he seems smarter he, than, the, have you, you've he, heard he the actual Trump thrilled, sons yeah. talk, right? Like they're fucking idiots oh, yeah. <laughs> compared I, to and him. That's the one, one of the only things I like about SNL's political stuff is when that they do, uh, at Don Jr. and Eric, it's like the two doofiest looking like, Oh yeah. It's, it's so great. fucking funny. Um, well, but, I mean, it, you know, at least Kush are going to be like, Oh, I married the hot one in the family and the, <laughs> the smart one in the family actually. Um, and Jared Kushner is a fucking dickhead and he's had horrible shady business dealings, but I'm sure he, he thinks he's a liberal deep down, like in terms of his social views. And I'm sure he's like, fuck, this is not what I signed up for, you know, like when, when he married. Yeah, it, it just reminds Monica. me of Patrick Bateman in, in uh, the Amer or, uh, what is that? Uh, American, American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, he's a lot more twinkish than Patrick Bateman, but I, I, I get I get the comparison for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what really got comedians banned. They did, cause you know, they were laughing about the Trump jokes at the beginning of that, about how he couldn't sell all those things. But then when she talked about how they're profiting off of his, you know, off of the shit that they facilitated, they were like, all right, this is, that's enough of that. And now. what like, a mild critique too. Like, did they all think that they work for a nonprofit? Like, of course we know that why, you know, the reason why Trump got elected was because he got all this free media coverage. And they gave him all that free media coverage because they got a shitload of ratings for it. Like, that's this is that if that fact offends you and you own a newspaper and you're like, why I never, like, you probably shouldn't be in the newspaper business, Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, ho hopefully this is now going to bring an end to this 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 farce of a of an event anyway because it, it really shouldn't exist it's gross it, it represents everything that's wrong with modern journalism and now but so they invited ron chernow who's a biographer like a very boring dry he's fine who? Like, 
Who's he a biographer for? He he's written. He wrote the uh, the book Hamilton that the that Hamilton oh. is based on. Like he wrote the like this fucking three thousand page biography on Alexander Hamilton. Oh he wrote one on Grant. He wrote one on Washington. So real real fun at parties. He probably is. Oh god, um, yeah, I'm sure he's a white guy too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, old white guy. Yeah. But and look, you know, he, he's he's a constitutionalist and a First Amendment guy. So he he'll probably have biting criticisms of Trump, but he's not going to say anything bad about the press, and that's why they invite him. Because he's fucking right. just, just like, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it kills me to say, because I actually, I, I, one of my things that, like, I, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I, I really do like the music of Hamilton. I just hate the fucking, the aura of neoliberalism that en- engulfs the entirety of that play ecosystem and, and you know, Broadway in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I don't even know what it's about. I just know it's like vague it's like a hip new modern version of history and whatever and it's like my mom went to go see it and that's all i need to know to know that i wouldn't like it um so, when it, and like yeah. look, the music is good and it's like you know it, it's good that stuffy broadway is being introduced to like newer forms of music but it's also at, at its core i think it, the, the play has some decent messages but i think that it, that they're lost on even on the creator of the play so it's like you know um, but in any event, uh, so he, he's going to be speaking at it and he's not going to be, he's going to be inoffensive and he'll probably say shit about Trump, uh, who may or may not go now. Um, and it's like, great. So you capitulated to a fascist because he, you were upset that, uh, he got pissed off and wouldn't come so that, that you're, you're really showing your fucking adversarial streak, you know, and, and it's just pathetic. <sighs> Yeah, well, capitulating to fascists certainly is uh, trendy these days, uh, Hillary. But yeah, <laughs> I, you know, it's they always do this. Like you said, they always follow up somebody who actually speaks truth to power with somebody who is feckless and boring because they want you to, uh, they don't want to lose all their sponsors and all the people who have all the money that show up to those events. But, you know, again, it's like your, your role as a journalist should be to uh afflict the comfortable and comfortable the afflicted right that your job is to be a muckraker your job is to you know seek out corruption and expose it and then we see what happens to people that really do that people like chelsea manning or edward snowden or or julian assange, uh, julian assange. Who, they get just hunted. found out that they had a sealed indictment against him uh you know that the justice department is going to bring charges against him well, they had, I mean, the grand jury had been sealed for a long time, so we knew they'd been working on it for a long fucking time. Yeah. Um, but the way it got leaked out was a little kind of like, eh, we didn't really want you to know yet, but okay, here it is, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and they're... By the way, Julian Assange, you know, what, for whatever people feel about his personal, you know, which is irrelevant, um, he didn't do anything illegal. He did his job as a journalist. He reported on really fucking horrendous uh you know things that he was handed uh by whoever doesn't matter because it's legally as a journalist you were allowed to publish material even if that material was stolen and or um you know commandeered in in a in in or you know uh gotten in an illegal manner you're still uh legally allowed to and obligated to report on it as a journalist and what he reported on uh, were some pretty horrendous, heinous war crimes that, that 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 were carried out by the Bush administration. But Bush is the good and guy like, now, so now Julian Assange is the bad guy because he made Bush look bad, and Michelle likes to hug Bush now. So uh, I guess fuck that guy, right? 
So uh, and yeah, and they're gonna fucking prosecute him. And it's like the only he reported on shit that the Washington Post and the New York Times reported on. So you're gonna throw the yeah, the, the, the editorial board of the Washington Post in, in jail also? I, I'm pr- no. pretty sure that's well, the not Washington Washington Post editorial board now writes op ed saying Julian Assange should spend the rest of his life in jail. So like Edward Snowden, it's Washington Post gross. now advocates for putting their sources in prison. It's just unreal how these people are pathetic excuses to journalism. Like they should all be fucking thrown out of the offices of these newspapers. And it's like, you know, that, but that's the kind of fucking mentality that these kids are going through journalism school learning now. And it's like they they know nothing about civics. They know nothing about basic journalism or solidarity with other members of the press. It's like fucking unreal how pathetic modern journalists are. It's about mainstream ones. There's so, plenty of great... Do you know, you journalists independently, that, like Jordan, people like that. But do you think that the consolidation of media uh, and things like um, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, now owning Washington Post, do you think that that could be possibly a cause? No, no, of this it's fall of journalistic unrelated. ethics. I, I, I think the richest man in the in the world, who has a contract with CIA, uh, is, is has no effect whatsoever on the most significant paper in the United States. That's probably it's just totally the bottom line. I'm sure it wouldn't affect the content at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess some carte blanche. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't punish people for reporting bad things about him. Oh wait, he actually totally did do that. Um, yeah, no, he he's 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 a fucking monster, and he needs to be stopped. And I don't know what it'll, what can happen to stop him other than uh, radical taxation and radical. Uh, social changes and nationalization I, of yeah. industries and nationalization I, of Amazon really is what we need. But I don't know anyone that's going to propose that. No, no. Um, I, I feel like supervillains need to die in um, uh, ways that are uh, poetically justice, poetic justice, ways. Um, so I don't yeah, think we can if, gentrify if, him to death, but no, no, but if his, if his fucking helicopter, uh, crashed, like missed the helipad, uh, at the headquarters oh and like just crashed from the side oh. of the building, I would, oh, that'd be fucking sweet. Be like, well, By the way, we, we're, we're, for anyone listening, we are not advocating for violence. We are just, we were just saying we will gleefully, uh, enjoy no, the, any the kind fucking, of accidental yeah, the, misfortune that comes to him. The aileron went out on the rotor blade, and that's what did it. It's a fucking freak accident. That's all, right? Yeah. I don't believe in God, but hey, if there is a God, I mean, fucking help us out. You know, like <laughs> the God of helicopter accidents is a God I'm going to pray to. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, that about does it for us for this week, but I think yeah. we, we, we crammed a lot into a, uh, into a short episode, so that's good. Uh, and... Uh, if you want to, you know, help us help out the show, you can rate, review, and subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm noticing we we have a bunch of reviews now. We got like seven or eight reviews, which which I know it doesn't sound like a lot considering we get like 200 plus plays an episode, but it, it's so hard to get people to review uh, podcasts they listen to. I know I don't even fucking do it for half. Yeah, the show I, I, to I don't even know if I can log in iTunes or with, Apple yeah, Music. Yeah, like it's it's like oh you have to enter in your password from six months ago when you were drunk and it's like eh, this isn't worth it. So you know that's. But anyone that likes something. the show should definitely do that because it really helps us out and helps yes, out. Please, uh, uh, you know, uh, moving up in the rankings of, of politics and uh, it for sure. The more the more people do that, the more we'll show up in algorithms, and more people listen, and the more we'll be able to do the show. We'll Critical be able to mass, do some baby. Extra, 
extra yeah. content if we can get build a, a large enough audience where we can start making some ad revenue or making some patreon right whatever it is where we can start start paying ourselves um yeah and and um, more than anything fucking share it on facebook share it on twitter or on uh, yeah. facebook at move left idiots uh underscore Out. pound sign backslash uh yeah something like that vine anywhere <laughs> anywhere, anywhere you're you know yeah um you know, it, Mastodon. Nice yeah, place. actually, our the the SoundCloud, SoundCloud, <laughs> SoundCloud again. <laughs> uh, the embedded player on Mastodon actually looks really nice. If you uh, yeah, remember no, Mastodon weird. from two months ago when we all went over there for a weekend, <laughs> uh, that was fun. But um, yeah, uh, and uh, we are also yeah we're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash move left or SoundCloud.com slash move left. SoundCloud get, get you there. Um, facebook.com slash move left idiots uh if you want to buy some merch and support the show that way you can go to teespring.com slash move left we have some shirts and and other sort of paraphernalia over there we're working uh, on not, getting beer mugs that would be not good the fun beer. kind of paraphernalia but maybe that'll <laughs> hey if we get enough if we get enough fans we'll we'll have a move left idiots bong and that and that'll be yeah. that'll be fucking awesome and i, I would need, need a, a myself. <laughs> move left idiots whip its cracker there you go <laughs> Just get high on nitrous um, with move yeah. left idiots. We do. We do. We, 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 we at move left do not condone doing whippets. It's not good for your <laughs> for your brain. Um, but, but if you're gonna do them, fuck it. Um, so yeah, uh, where else are we? We're on Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com at move underscore left. <laughs> uh, I'm at Twitter at uh, chaos right nineteen ninety nine. And, uh, yeah, join us next week uh, where we will have more shit to talk about, I'm sure.